Hello and welcome to this musical steps journey around notable places related to songs that you know and love. For this episode, I'll walk the half mile or so along the semi-secluded narrow track that leads to the site of a bungalow George Harrison bought for his parents, Harry and Louise, in 1965, so that they could escape the relentless fan and media attention that swarmed outside their existing former council house home in Mackett's Lane, Welton, Liverpool, around 15 miles west from here. I look at the floor and I see it need sweeping Still my guitar gently weeps The secluded narrow track where the Harrison bungalow originally stood is called Old Pewterspeer Lane. It's only passable with a car for a very short part of its length at each end. 95% of it is accessible only on foot. Now I call it a secluded lane, It is still quite secluded today, but it was much more secluded 60 years ago when Harry and Louise Harrison moved here from the tightly compressed and densely populated Liverpool home where their terraced house became a musical magnet for Beatles fans and the media. Back then, this southern part of Warrington was predominantly populated with farms and occasional houses dotted across the expanse of green fields. It must have seemed like Eden to the Harrisons. This main road existed in 1965, but it was much quieter, of course, far less traffic. Now, less than a minute walk from my home, this area now sees this main north-to-south A49 route on the Appleton-Stretton border of South Warrington. Incidentally, the A49 closely follows the path of an original Roman road that ran for around about 150, maybe 160 miles, starting at Bamber Bridge around 25 miles north of Warrington, down to Ross-on-Wye, around 130 miles south. The road here at this roundabout, called Owens Corner, bisects the A49, and it's here we access the western end of Old Pewterspeel Lane, as it runs in a straight line, like a Roman road, around a mile in length, to its eastern entrance. Despite it now being a small roundabout, Owens Corner was once a crossroads that had a garage owned by a man called Owen on one of the corners at the start of the 1900s. This road junction played an important part in why the narrow track was chosen as a secluded place to relocate for Harrison's parents, Harry and Louise, to live away from the hundreds of fans that constantly congregated around their Liverpool home. I don't know why Nobody told you How to unfold your love in a house named Seven Oaks here on Old Pewterspeel Lane, the Harrisons found Eden-like earthly peace and tranquility. I suppose it's ironic that George spent his adult life looking for spiritual peace and tranquility and wrote his song Whilst My Guitar Gently Weeps, partially as an introspective lament on human nature and spirituality. Incidentally, during this time, George's brother Pete lived about three miles north in a place called Penketh when he first got married. Many local people recall George buying drinks for everyone at the Red Lion pub in Penketh while visiting his brother Pete during the latter years of the 1960s. 
I'm not sure if Pete Harrison's Pankath proximity played a part in George's location choice for his gift of the house to his parents, though it likely did. Pete Harrison later moved south to work on George's gardens at his Henley estate around 1970 and onwards. I don't know how someone controlled you. They bought and sold you. When the Harrisons escaped from their fan and media-swamped Liverpool home to move the 15 miles east here to Appleton, they made multiple secret trips to the bungalow in a small van with their possessions. It was decided a small van, rather than a large removal van, wouldn't alert the media that his parents were relocating. And it worked. The press didn't realise the multiple journeys the small van conducted contained his parents' possessions. After a couple of years, it was at the Seven Oaks bungalow that George wrote one of his most loved songs, the lyrically enigmatic While My Guitar Gently Weeps. It is a song that is often lyrically misunderstood and musically oscillates between a melancholic minor key to a more positive-sounding, uplifting major key. To try and understand the song, it's worth appreciating where George was at spiritually and emotionally at that point of his life. On one level, the song serves as a comment on the late 60s disharmony within the Beatles, following their return from studying transcendental meditation in India in early 1968. The visit to India saw Harrison re-engage with the guitar as his primary instrument, after focusing on the Indian sitar for the previous two years. Inspiration for Whilst My Guitar Gently Weeps came to George when once visiting his parents here in Appleton when he started reading the I Ching or the Book of Changes. As Harrison put it, the book seemed to me to be based on the Eastern concept that everything is relative to everything else, as opposed to the Western view that things are merely coincidental. Embracing this idea of relativism, Harrison started to compose a song based on the first words he saw upon opening a book at random. The first words that he read from the book, plucked erratically from his parents' bookshelf, were the two words, gently weeps. And so the song was born. I look at the world And I notice it's turning While my guitar Spanning the next few months, Harrison developed it as lyrical inspiration occurred to him. Once George had finished writing the song, he was desperate to record it. He was very proud of it. However, as usual, John and Paul were much more focused on their own songs. Now this was understandable to a degree, after all, they were constantly pressurised to come up with hit after hit. Nevertheless, George felt John and Paul dismissed his songwriting once again, and coupled with the bickering between John and Paul and the presence of Yoko constantly in the studio talking for John, tension between the band increased. The lack of camaraderie was reflected in the band's initial apathy towards the composition, which Harrison countered by insisting his friend Eric Clapton played lead guitar on the song. Not only was this a way of George making John and Paul take both the song and himself seriously, it showed that George had much less of an ego than John and Paul. After all, his role in the Beatles at this point had been virtually restricted to being the lead guitarist. His occasional lead vocal and song on early albums had felt to George like a concession. His diminishing lack of ego mirrored his growing spirituality 
and reflected in George's insistence on another guitarist, Eric Clapton, taking the lead guitar role. By doing so, George effectively told the other Beatles, don't simply dismiss me as just a lead guitarist, I'm a songwriter. That said, George wasn't as prolific a songwriter as John and Paul. They could write hits every day. By contrast, George would often spend months focused on one song, as was the case with While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Harrison wrote the song as an exercise in randomness and fate. Despite the initial random inspiration for the song's lyrics, George poured his heart and soul into saying something about the human condition. One reading of the song illustrates his dismay at the world's unrealised potential for universal love, which he refers to as the love there that's sleeping. As he lyrically indicates, the love isn't dead or non-existent, it's merely sleeping, waiting to be woken. Harrison later explained the inspiration and meaning of his song. He said, The Eastern concept is that whatever happens is all meant to be. Every little item that's going down has a purpose. While my guitar gently weeps was a simple study based on that theory. I picked up a bucket random, opened it, saw gently weeps, then laid the book down again and started the song. He developed the song throughout 1968. Now at this point all the Beatles were exhausted by the pressure of relentless and constant recording and performing. As a consequence, relations between the band were breaking down. With every mistake We must surely be learning Still my guitar gently weeps Now it can't be stressed enough that one of the things that most bothered George at this time was he felt his songs were being dismissed, or at least relegated by John and Paul, when arrangements and recording took place. This isn't to suggest they didn't spend long periods of time on George's songs, it's just that George felt the effort put in to making them work was not as intense as on John or Paul's songs. I don't know how you were diverted you were perverted too. As the Beatles dominated the musical landscape throughout the 1960s, the inevitable madness and pressures of fame enveloped the group. What initially kept John, Paul, George and Ringo together was their extremely close friendship. Remember, they had started their musical journey together when they were poor, but of course they became richer as the years passed their lives inevitably became more materialistic. I don't know how you were inverted No one elated you George's incipient spirituality meant he felt conflicted by this materialistic result of success. Additionally, as already stated, Harrison's confidence as a songwriter was constantly put under pressure by John and Paul's apparent disinterest towards any of his songs, or at least that's how he felt. However, owing to Eric Clapton's enthusiasm for his friend George's songs, the diffident Harrison became more confident in his own songwriting ability. Nevertheless, when George presented songs to the band, he got fed up with John and Paul not taking much interest. He felt they only gave the least amount of effort possible to his songs. Now in retrospect, I don't think that's a fair accusation by George. However, it is how he felt at the time. 
George and his then-wife Patty Boyd were frequent visitors to Seven Oaks, the Appleton bungalow, and were often seen in Stockton Heath, a village just over a mile north along the A49. I learned from the wings at the play you are staging While my guitar gently weeps In the Martin Scorsese documentary about George, Living in the Material World, there is a photograph of him with his arms around his parents and clearly taken in the garden at Seven Oaks. George had, at this point in his life, become interested in fate and how everything is connected to everything else. One philosophy he embraced was that of creating something from nothing by using something that you see. It's why George purposely opened a book at random saw the words gently weeps and used those two random words as a starting point to create a song that expressed how he felt about himself, his bandmates and life as a beetle in a materialistic world. As I'm sitting here Doing nothing but ageing Still my guitar gently weeps George was often regarded as the quiet Beatle, whose voice spoke most through his guitar. The lyrics of While My Guitar Gently Weeps metaphorically suggest George speaking through his guitar as he yearns to be heard whilst expressing his spiritual state at that time. Now good lyrics, as you know, have parallel or multiple meanings. While My Guitar Gently Weeps can be interpreted in a couple, though intertwined, ways. One reading of the lyrics suggests George meant the song as an elegy, a lament for the decadence of the world and society in general. After all, George was the only Beatle that brought spirituality, not religion, spirituality, to the group. From a spiritual perspective, the opening line, I look at you all and see the love there that's sleeping, indicates optimism or potential in people. From a spiritual perspective, George suggests there is hope, a capacity to love in every human for all mankind. But nevertheless it is sleeping, it isn't yet awakened. In parallel to this, from a more immediate or non-spiritual perspective, is this George castigating his bandmates for dismissing his songs, his expressions of his internal thoughts. His guitar, seemingly his only way of communicating, or at least being heard by John and Paul, cries suggesting he wants their love and friendship to return. Remember, they were all going through a bad time at that point. His guitar, his voice, weeps for their approval. George continues with, I look at the floor and I see it needs sweeping. Does he here direct our gaze to the ground beneath us to see and assess where we are standing? As a way of making us consider if we are individually happy where we are at that point in our lives. George indicates he, and by association the Beatles, and to a wider perspective the human race, have a need to clean up and be better people. We need to sweep away issues. Now as the chord structure moves from the melancholic minor of the verses to a more positive major key for the bridge section, George sings, I don't know why nobody told you how to unfold your love. This could be George again sensing the potential that humans have to love and do great things though they often get bogged down not knowing how to improve their lives. Our potential is there, but folded, unused, untouched. 
George suggests that we have forgotten how to love because of all the distractions and banalities society has put upon us. We have lost touch with our soul. As the song progresses, George sings, I look at the world and I notice it's turning while my guitar gently weeps. With every mistake, we must surely be learning. Still, my guitar gently weeps. Here, it's possible that he's asserting everyone is indifferent and untroubled by the chaos going on around them. Though pessimistic, George still has hope that we can all learn from our mistakes before it is too late to save ourselves, to save our soul and spirit. So that's the spiritual interpretation of the song. In parallel, George also indicates how he felt overshadowed by John and Paul, and by association, Beatles fans, that focused almost entirely on the Lennon and McCartney songwriting partnership. I look at you all See the lover that's sleeping While my guitar gently weeps When George sings, I look at you all and see the love there that's sleeping while my guitar gently weeps, it's possible to interpret this as George thinking there is less love for him from Beatles fans because he never really got a chance to get them to appreciate his songwriting ability. Every time he says, while my guitar gently weeps, he describes himself. Remember, his guitar is his voice. George is gently weeping because he is forced to help and support people that overshadow him. Do the lines, I look at the floor and I see it needs sweeping, in this sense, show George describing himself like a servant to John and Paul. He suggests he always helps their success by cleaning up and improving their raw material, their songs. Though it's clear George felt undervalued as a songwriter, I'm not sure it's fair to say McCartney intentionally snubbed his old school friend George. It's more likely that Paul was in a combative mood against John, as they were always trying to outdo each other's songs. As a result, Paul probably overlooked George, no stronger than that. He overlooked George only in the sense he was focused on John. I look at the floor And I see it needs sweeping Still my guitar gently weeps Now later, Paul did admit that he perhaps did overlook George's ability because he hadn't presented any strong songs to the band until maybe around 1966 and onwards. What is certain is once George brought Eric Clapton into the studio unannounced to record While My Guitar Gently Weeps, both John and Paul immediately upped their game. In fact, though probably not intended, McCartney immediately started playing the opening staccato piano riff that introduces the song. One, two, three, four. Paul's initial staccato piano notes are redolent of an SOS Morse code message that, though as I say probably unintentional, suggests how George felt how the world and the human race needs help. What the piano riff does show us though was Paul could immediately improve a song just as soon as a prompt was applied, in this case the guitar legend Eric Clapton being in the studio with the Beatles. 
So that's this musical steps video walking the narrow, semi-secluded El Pewterspiel Lane to Seven Oaks, where George Harrison wrote While My Guitar Gently Weeps, at the bungalow he had bought for his parents. The bungalow has been knocked down now, and a much larger house, well a couple of houses, now sit on this site. I don't know why Nobody told you how to unfold your love I don't know how Someone controlled you They bought and sold 